30 seconds, reality as you know it will cease to exist. In its place, you will find a new dimension, identical to the one you've left behind, only slightly better. Take a deep breath and open your mind to the magic within you. This is no ordinary podcast. This podcast is with Richard Last year, shortly after I started this podcast as a ritual, I went over to my friends Sean and Cass's house to record an episode with them. We called our episode How to Bear Witness and talked about their work during documentary film. And then immediately after, I recorded an episode for their podcast, Very Ape. Sometime during the conversation, probably about 45 minutes to an hour in, Sean got up to go to the bathroom. I asked, oh, so does that mean we're going to edit this part out? And he said, no, we don't edit. That struck me because I was new to podcasting and was very concerned about making sure that everything was perfect and that I was doing it right. And here was this attitude of just letting go and just letting things go with the flow and understanding that part of the podcast experience is this authenticity, this conversation that isn't filtered in the way so much of our mediated experiences can be. So that's what I wanted to do for the next episode with Sean and Cass. I wanted to try and practice some of the chillness that they bring to their various work and projects. So we went over and had a conversation, which I'm about to share, completely unedited. You are hearing the conversation as it unfolded without me making any kind of editorializing or changes. We get deep into the topic of chill. What it means, not just as a buzzword and just a a new age token aphorism, but as a concept that you can truly live and practice and how sometimes it's the difficult situations in life that really teach you how to chill. Oh, well, hello, friends. Hey, Devin. Hi, Devin. Welcome to Ritual Space. We're here. Welcome back. Thank you for having us again. Been here before, been here forever. Absolutely. What's our magic word going to be today? Salvation. Chill. Chill. Ooh, let's go with chill. Yeah, chill's good. All right, you ready? We know how to riff on that. One, two, three. Chill. Oh, yeah. We harmonize well together. Yeah, get into the groove. We hit that three-part harmony well together. Healthy, sexy bodies. <laughs> Healthy, sexy bodies. Healthy, sexy bodies. Sexy, sexy, sexy bodies. Sexy, bodies. Sexy, sexy bodies. Vaporwave. Oh, yeah. Mm, the Devin. best way to chill. That's Devin. how we chill. Man, I'm so delighted to be on your podcast. It feels like an honor. It feels like an honor to be here. You're the ones that initiated me into the wide, weird world of podcasts. (laughs) 
Yeah, we do we do ours, but like we know that there's some people every now and then that we have as guests that we're like, they're better at this than we are. They should fucking do this. That's totally Sean, weird. I don't think comparing yourself to others is very chill. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've learned to chill since then. Oh, good. That was years ago. How do you feel like you've learned to chill recently? What do you think, like new epiphanies you've come to? Both uh, of you I'd love to hear from. Breathing. We just went on, um, it was just Thanksgiving, so yeah. we did a family vacation, you know, where we went with Sean's family to Florida, which, which we've done many times before, uh-huh. his mm. uh, parents and his sister, and uh, I will say, they have been some very non-chill trips at points, and this one was super chill, and I think that's a testament to where Sean has got gotten with his chill vibes. Well, well chill is like a prescription set of glasses it's like a way of seeing things Mm -hmm. because because this this trip really was not chill like it it, like we my my sister has epilepsy so like every time we're going to the airport or everything like it looks like we're secret service protecting like the most precious person in the universe there's like a posse of us around caitlin just like getting her from place to place and everything went smooth we got on the plane we land down in florida and we go to get up and caitlin was just fucking weakened at bernie's just Mm. dead body she was just like her medication had had some weird interaction she wasn't having seizures but like she was just dead weight and it was fucking chaos it was chaos my dad was going one direction my mom's going another one we're getting a a wheelchair from another direction she's throwing up on herself like she's clearly toxic and like needs help and like we're waving people off because like you don't want to end up in like an emergency room down in florida like we know we can get through it right so, well, you know, that, that like we were screaming and yelling and it was just like very, very, very tense. And I think what's cool about my family and what's cool, what epilepsy has taught us is like how to quickly turn it around because if you start feeling, if you start using that as fodder for feeling bad for yourself, it can really get out of control because, mm-hmm. because that's like, that's a terrible thing to be. Or all the trauma to. triggers and everything it brings up and it's like, it's a process of letting go, you know. And the burden of dealing with it on a regular basis of, mm-hmm. of having that. Yeah uncertainty in any situation where you're like oh this could go haywire at any moment and we're going to be the center of attention in a way that we don't want to and we're going to be concerned about our loved one while trying to fend off helpful but not helpful things from strangers and just trying to coordinate between a bunch of people yeah that's what's made us chill though i feel like more than anything epilepsy and being around that and exposing ourselves to that more and more. Because eventually, hopefully, if Caitlin lives a long life, she'll be ours to look after. And you really mm-hmm. got to look after her. But, like, not having the moments between seizures feel like a tightrope act. Mm-hmm. It requires you to kind of put on that chill perspective. So um, I think that's that's kind of what we're always trying to focus in on and hone in on, right? Wouldn't you say, Cass? Yeah, the chill prescription. Yeah. Yeah. You teach us how to chill, Devin. Well, I was just about to say that I feel like I'm actually the least chill in the most chill environments. Like when it's just me by myself at home, I'm like, well, now what am I going to do with this time? Should I do this or should I do that? Oh, I can't decide. Now I'm freaking out. Yeah. And then it's actually in those moments, not not maybe not full blown crisis, but those moments of like stress and difficulty, like travel. Like if I'm traveling Mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, the plane's delayed. I'm like, I'm chill. That's fine. All right, I can wait. Especially seeing, it really helps me when other people are not chill. That's the best. 
I remember like one flight where there were these guys that got on and we were delayed a little bit like when we were taxiing and it was all these bros. I was going to Austin but we had a layover in Detroit but it was like a very tight layover where mm. it was like this like quick window and as soon as they make the announcement of like we're running a little bit behind these guys are like unbelievable unacceptable <laughs> yeah. and they're just like <laughs> just like murmuring to each other they're like no we're not gonna take this no way no way dude not happening not happening and then when we land it's like there's like five minutes to get to the next plane and we're like waiting like taxiing trying to get to the gate and they're like Call your dad, dude. Have him sit to like handle this. It's like, like who is your dad that he's gonna like yeah. yell at an airline and be like, "Hold the plane for my son, please." He's trying to go to a party, <laughs> and they're just like frothing at the mouth and they're so worked up. And we get off the plane, and what's funny is that like myself and them are dumb, and we decide to like run to the gate. When actually in the Detroit airport, there's a shuttle that runs along the whole thing that's like oh. way faster. Oh. And it's at the other side of the airport. So, like, the other people that like waited and did the smart thing got on the shuttle and made it. Mm. And we like sprint across the airport, and it's like the entire length of the airport. And we get to the gate, and it's closed. And I'm like, okay, they're not going to turn a plane around because everything is tightly structured. Like, there's a larger system that I'm a small piece in. Mm. So, I get it. These guys do not get it. And they're like huffing and puffing, and they're like, "You're not like the plane left the gate. Like you're not. Yeah. There's nothing that's going to change. Like you can be as mad as you want. You have to go talk to these other people." And so we go over there, and I get there first, and I talk to them. They're like, "There's no other plane like plane leaving tonight. You're just gonna have to deal because it's not technically it was like a weather thing. It's not the airline's fault. Like we're not gonna pay for you to stay in a hotel, so you can pay money for yourself to stay in a hotel." And I was like. Nah, I'm gonna stay in the airport and have like a weird time. <laughs> like I got this, but then I sat there and I parked myself and I watched the guys come up and like argue and be belligerent. And all they got for that was the free bag that you could have just asked nicely for that like includes a toothbrush. Yeah, and well, I, and in that sense, like you tell me this story and I'm like, the chill gets rewarded. Yeah. Like it, you're just tapping into this layer of seeing things and, and like it gets rewarded. Whereas those guys are running so hot they're blinded mm -hmm. and like, it, uh, like and they were together they could have had a really fun and funny time in the airport you know yeah. what i mean so what do you do in this situation I, this is a situation i was in like how do you how do you do it when it, it when it's actually impacting your chill a little bit more because this is a, a we had a situation know. where we went to a grateful dead show and we dropped acid when we were in the parking lot. And it was really coming on strong. We thought like, oh, whoa, they haven't opened up the gates yet. So we were like right up first few people standing, mm -hmm. waiting to get in. And the security's taking time. And they're obviously like going over something. Something's obviously gone on. But they're just like taking care. Of it. And the people behind me, this old couple got to be in their like late 60s, like retirees. They're just like having this like annoying conversation about how long it's taking, how long it's taking. And you could tell they're just like, they're just building it to a boil. And they start screaming out like, Come on, open it up, open it up. And, and, and they start like trying to get us all involved in this like moment. And I'm peeking on acid. Right. And I'm like, oh God, oh God. And like, I was like, this make my heart race. So I don't know how, if this was chill or not, but I just had to turn to them and I was quietly just like, you're giving me a bad trip. And they like quieted down for a, for a couple of minutes, but then they got it going again. But I'm like. I did my best to handle that in the chillest way, but it's like they really wanted to bring everyone onto that vibration. That's what I think is so funny about like anger. Mm -hmm. It's like you want it to spread. And frustration. You, you want everyone to understand how fucking frustrating it is. Well, they were complaining about how their trip was being 
Fuck they might as well have just been screaming, I'm having a bad trip, I'm having a and bad th- trip. And then you turn I, around And I'm like, them. I'm having a bad trip. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, oh, and then someone could have easily turned to me and been like, you shouldn't have reminded me because now I'm having a bad trip. Welcome to the human race. It's a long <laughs> line of people being like, excuse me, your bad trip is making me have a bad trip. <laughs> Whose yeah. bad trip is most important? <laughs> could everyone stop having a bad trip? It's giving me a bad trip, all right? Yeah. Everyone just please stop having a bad trip. Uh, I don't, I mean, there's, there's an experience that I've had where... I'm hesitant to be confrontational. Mm-hmm. And then I'm struggling with it. Like in a movie theater where like there's the people that are talking, but they keep being quiet. They're not talking consistently enough that I keep like getting annoyed and then I'm having my own inner monologue about like what I'm going to say to them. <laughs> but I yeah. never actually build up the nerve because they just, it, they, they keep yeah, edging it, you know? know? And then I was at a movie with a friend ages ago and the like the credits were literally starting and the guy next to us was like, Yay, the movie is... And my friend goes, shh! And just shushed him immediately. And I was like, all right. Like, no hesitation. And then a little bit later, he like he wanted to just basically tell the person next to him everything that he liked in the movie. He started to do that. And my friend just wheeled around and was like, please do not talk again or I'm going to kick you out of this movie theater myself. Oh, my God. And it was just like... There, like... It's not very chill because it's confrontational. Yeah. But she was totally connected with herself. There was no hesitation. There was no inner turmoil. There was no inner conflict. She was just able to say, this is what I need to say right now. And I think Mm -hmm. that is sometimes it, is like being direct and being able to just quickly and confidently address something rather than have that hand-wringing uncertainty of like, how do I do this? And I think often that makes it worse. Like when you like, need to confront a friend or a, a person and you just work yourself up so much mm. that when you finally talk to them it comes out all wrong and they get defensive and it gets crazy rather than being like hey that's hurting my feelings yeah just letting you know right now in the moment no hesitation mm. i really didn't like the thing you just said and then the person's like oh i'm sorry like, i like right, that let's it's, move forward i think being direct is a lot more chill than passive aggressive yeah. you know so i say that's more chill Definitely. And it, it's like, it's something about being present and in your integrity, like that, like all, you could just judo your way through all of these scenarios. Yeah. That movie theater one really makes me laugh. I could just, I'd just come with hundreds of examples. Right. I mean, it's New York city here. Oh yeah. Seeing a movie here. Yeah. It's insane. And people do all kinds it's of pandemonium. Yeah. When, when you're the guy, like for me, this is what I've suffered. Like we saw um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and the people in front of us were squirming around the whole time, just started talking. And right away, I was just like, I'm going to put a stop to this. And I said something. And the whole movie, I'm you're sitting there like. You're giving me a bad trip. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. And then I gave myself a bad trip because I'm sitting there like, fuck, I, should, I don't know. I should have just fucking moved or something. Like, I don't Now my know. girlfriend's embarrassed. Yeah. Like, Cass, like, stop. Don't say anything. I'm like, well, I, like, I literally can't even hear what they're saying in the movie because these people are just talking full blast. Yeah. You know, not very chill. I mean, I think that's sort of the heart of it is like, we are all, are all kind of packed together, especially in a city like New York. And what is the way in which we're responsible for each other's experience and not giving them a bad trip and not harshing their mellow, but what is the way that it's actually damaging to us to just internalize all of that and to just be like upset and not let it out and just kind of get into like a fever pitch. Yeah. I I think it's like a, it's an ongoing mission to like soften things and soften the inner turmoil. Like even when you just said like, we're going to have 60 seconds of silence. I'm like, there's no silence ever. Like we're not going to say anything, but Mm -hmm. is there really silence? So I, I think it's just like that. It's, it's like this, this mission to, 
to be softer on the inside and kinder to yourself and then therefore be softer to the world and soften the environments you go into. And then like it, it kind of unlocks this magical layer. Like we see you do it all the time. Like you do it very intentionally and you do it ritualistically. But I think there's a way to live your life like tapped into that layer that um that that could kind of like even gone go taken for granted, but it's it's very it's an amazing way to go through the world, I think. Well, I'll tell you what's not chill. Softer. And that's whenever I'm trying to force myself to be chill. Yeah. Like that, like when I'm like putting pressure on myself of like, why can't I be the the kung fu master in the movie who's just like not bothered by this annoying people, yeah. like this annoying person, not struggling with this frustration. Like I, you know, I meditate for 30 minutes every day. I should be able to like deal with this delay, like no problem. Yeah. But when I like am not doing that and then I'm mad at myself for not doing that, it just like, it gets further and further away from that space. Mm. So I think sometimes it's, it's definitely allowing yourself to be the grumpy, shitty, frustrated person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the biggest learnings. That's what we appreciate the most. Like Ramda says, it's grist for the mill. It's like when I catch myself being so unchill, I'm like, oh, there you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you are. The guru. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I love, I don't know if you guys experience this, but there's these certain moments sometimes where I catch myself in those patterns and then I laugh out loud and it like it breaks all of that. It's so it's like mm. such like a freeing moment where you're just kind of like, oh yeah, this is ridiculous. All right, yeah. And especially yeah. like like, I feel like I've had this on vacations or like travel experiences when there's the thing that sucks in the moment, and it sucks so bad that there's nothing to do but laugh and just know mm. this is going to be a great story. Once I'm not in the rain mm. and my and I find my other shoe, mm-hmm. and we get to the place we're going, which is like five miles away. This will be a great story, but for right now, this sucks, and all we can do is just like walk and laugh and just scream, "This sucks!" Yeah. like over and over. It's a, it, it's all a, a process. It's all progress. Mm-hmm. And if you pout your way through those things, which I know I've done, mm-hmm. I've done. God, you you just pay such a price because you're gonna just have to learn that lesson again. That's where, like, I think, like, I'm like, whoa, fucking karma is so real. Like, you really can't put anything on the back burner, or like, I guess you can, but it's gonna fucking come up on you. Yeah. So anytime I've pouted my my way through situations, well, it's instant. It's you're, you're spending time pouting. I mean, that's instant karma for you yeah. Know, well, the beautiful thing that that um, Cass and I have going now, having been together for so long, is like giving each other that space to like pout and look like a dope, feel like a dope, mm-hmm. without like any judgment coming from the other person. It's like, okay, here you are. You're behaving this way. It's always me. <laughs> and it's just like like Cass is just like holding space, holding space, just like a very clear mirror to what I'm obviously going through and i'll just like work it out and be like oh wow yeah no i don't want to be that guy i don't want to be resentful right now or ever like why would i do it i'm going to drop it right now (sighs) but you're going to drop it faster if it's your idea to drop it than it's if it's mine that's what it becomes my idea when i see you yeah Yeah, everyone everyone loves to be told to calm down (laughs) never has worked (laughs) ever calm down if you could just calm down now well the mirror with sean is so great is because i can't hide if i'm having a moment you know where i'm Mm. feeling unchill or worried about something so like we had a situation when we're flying back and I had uh, checked some baggage that I didn't mean to check. Like it was Oops. electronic and I was like, oh, I, there's batteries. And they say, don't check batteries. And she I put had, our expensive F- digital camera like in a duffel bag and like threw it uh, under the plane. Yeah. Well, I fucked up and I was having, I'm like, wow, I'm going to spend the next four hours stressed out about this fucking camera until I 
I'm like, this is, doesn't need to be Sean's burden. This can be my burden alone. But then, of course, he reads it completely on my face. Oh, that's always so frustrating when you're like, I'm I'm really annoyed. And I don't, the last thing I want to do is like talk about how I'm annoyed. Or, or like, share this or, or make someone else or paranoid. Or share this. <laughs> and then someone's like, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. Immediately. And you're just like, nothing. And they're like, obviously something's wrong. Like, let's just spit it out. Yeah, it's like, come clean with it. And then she comes clean with it. I'm like, well, it's fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and like I could have made that situation way worse. Yeah, you could have been like, "What did you do? What were you thinking?" Oh, I, you know what's uh, one of Karen. the things that I love is when someone is worked up about something and you can just not care. Yeah, you can just like bat it away. Oh, like it's when someone's best. late and they're like, "I'm so sorry, I'm running so behind," and I'm like, especially like being the wizard, I'm like, "Don't worry, you're gonna arrive when you're supposed to." Yeah, like, like, I don't give a shit. I also told you the wrong time on purpose because I know you're a person that's late. So like <laughs> you're still within the window that I anticipated. Like I'm, Obj- I don't care. And like it's, I'm going to make it really hard for you to be worked up about it because I'm just going to let this bounce yeah, off. Yeah. That's of like me. the biggest gift you can give someone is to <clears throat> not allow the things to be anything. Right. Yeah. To kind of nip it in the bud. It's so funny. I think we can all tell that we've just gotten back from thanksgiving travel because there's so much of this is revolving around those things but what you were saying about relationships earlier that's one of the examples that i always think about is like i want to be in the couple where when you have an eight hour delay you two have the funnest time just like goofing around in the airport and sleeping on each other's laps and just like hanging out Mm -hmm. and it sucks when you're in the relationship where you're like checking into the fancy hotel and you're supposed to have like your fancy date night and everything and like you literally just like cannot get dressed and go to dinner and have a drink and come home mm. without it being a torturous ordeal oh yeah it's like it's so funny how yeah. the, the the company we keep creates that experience and creates that chillness and it's it's very hard to chill when somebody else is giving you a bad trip yeah, it totally. is. Totally. Sean and I, we've been really good lately. I mean, we're fucking eight plus years deep in this thing, so we've learned how to chill. But when we have had moments of unchill, they're never sustained. They're like, I'm holding you captive until we get to chill. Mm. Like, there's no going anywhere until, so there's no, ge- not even getting to the restaurant. It's like, we are We're getting pulled over on the this. side of the road. This ain't going nowhere. This fucking thing's in dry dock until we sort out why it's not chill. And and basically by that, we just mean present. Why aren't you being present? Why aren't we present? Yeah. How come we can't be here with each other? Why or are we elsewhere? Hear each other. You yeah, know. we're elsewhere. We're caught up with some other narrative. We're thinking about something else. We're, we're like not seeing each other. Mm-hmm. I, I hear what you're saying. And I've, I've never been a person that's good at like leaving the situation. I've never been like a storm off, slam the door kind of, kind of person. Or huff around. Or huff around. But I think sometimes there is a trap in the like, we're going to analyze and discuss our way out of it and it just goes deeper and deeper and deeper and you're just stuck in that car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think that's the other trick is figuring out how to be like, this is not fun. Yeah. Let's both take a minute and figure out what we can do together to like move towards the right track. And we're probably going to have to let go of some shit. Like that's yeah. probably the first thing that we're going to have to do. But like... First things first, I don't want to be like this right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, I don't want to be... Like I'm giving myself permission to like transcend this fucking crazy monster yeah and then like the person sees that you softened up for a second like you're you're like uh ceasefire yeah like getting into it like exactly like it's taking us time to mature to exactly what you're saying Devin. is like the okay we don't need to analyze this there's nothing to analyze it you're in a shit mood i'm in a shit mood like we're thinking it's each other's problem and each other's fault but like let's just take it home yeah one uh one thing that i've learned i haven't used this one in a while because um Lisa Ann and I are pretty good communicators, so it hasn't really 
you know, we have like little things, but then we always come out the other side like even more connected than when we started, which is nice. Um, but the the thing that I found so helpful in a lot of situations is taking that moment to let go of the story of like what I'm seeing and what I'm mad about and then just check in with the other person and be like, okay, you are upset because, and like not try and find little ways to be like, you think I did something when I didn't, but to like actually be like, you're hurt because, and like walk my way through it from their perspective. Mm -hmm. And it's really frustrating when you do that and then the other person's like, yeah, and then doesn't try and reciprocate or see yeah. it from your side. But I think it is helpful to like change that perspective, I guess, is the, is the idea. Like mm-hmm. getting out of that rut that you're stuck in and realizing, even if you're totally off base, like just letting go of the mantra you're repeating of like why you've been wronged and how it's everybody else's fault. Yeah. It, it all to me feels like unmet creative needs. It feels like mischanneled creativity and like, Sometimes it comes out in anxiety. Sometimes it comes out in this and that. But, like, it can really, a lot can get poured into, like, our rivalries and the stories we have about, like, the shit we have going on with other people. And just, like, it just feels like that could so easily be channeled into really good art. And some people make an art out of fighting. I think that's something that's overlooked a lot of the time is that there's something that people really enjoy about fighting and it sucks. It's like, it's not an experience that like I would put on my list of favorite things, but there's definitely something that's sort of soothing in a really bizarre way about getting in a huff and being like, no, my anger is righteous and I will tell you why I'm wronged in this thing and this thing. And here's another way to explain the first thing, but using a different example. And here's another (laughs) thing that I forgot about. Like, uh, especially sometimes when it's like, you're that kind of like coming up on drunk, like buzzed. Like, yeah. there's definitely been moments where I've like stormed away and I'm like, unbelievable, unbelievable. I'm so wronged. I'm so wronged. I get like three blocks away and I'm like, I'm a fucking jackass. Yeah. <laughs> how do I, how do I walk back to my friends and admit that I am, I am so in the wrong right now? <laughs> you just do it. Yeah. Being in the wrong is chill. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. At least you know where you're at. Yeah, it's one of the best things to open up that portal of existence where it's like, I can and I will be wrong. I also love just letting someone else think that I'm wrong and me being like, cool, you can think I'm wrong. That's cool. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I don't have the ego connected to being right. So I can, you can think I'm wrong. I can just know where I'm at and that's cool, you know? They're all geared up to like kick your ass in a game of tug of war and you just let go of the rope and you're like, nah, it's fine. Like, even if I actually might be right in this situation, it's so much easier just to be wrong. Yeah. Like, who cares? Yeah. Let's get a different kind of pizza. Like, whatever. I hear you on that, man. That's revolutionary right there. I think we've... This is... How long do you think we've talked? I'm going to guess 23 minutes. I'm going to say 22. Probably about since when I pressed record. It says 28, but I kind of like pre-rolled this thing. How long are your podcasts nowadays? Um, generally about like 30 to 45. Okay. Mm. This is chill. This can be this can be as long or as short as we'd like. We're following your lead. I want to follow your lead. I'm not even going to edit well, this. We'll take you into the darkness. Oh, yeah. Let's take. Let's go, let's go chill in the darkness for a minute. I love chilling in the darkness. I love having my eyes closed even when it's dark out. Oh, man. We do, too.
You teach us how to chill, though, Devin. Like, you have yes. so much ritual around chill, that, mm. and you've brought us into new levels of chill. And I feel like when the three of us get together, we get to touch echelons of, like, super chill. And I don't, that's at least my experience of this, uh, yeah, this energy that we share and have gotten to share together. Do you want to, do you guys want to talk about the Church of Chill, um, yeah, experience? Yeah. So just to give some context, uh, you guys were approached by Adult Swim about doing something for their live stream and asked me to be a part of it. And so it's, it's sort of up in the air. I don't know. Working with with big corporations, it's all chaos, but we did, we did a, a few, off the off the record pilots that I was a part of, and then yeah. you guys have done a few on the actual live stream, but that was one where I it was really nice because I can get worked up about an event, like I can be like, oh, like I need to like have my speech ready to go, and I need to have like all the details. Are people going to show up? Yeah. And that was one where I was really following your lead. I thought of being <laughs> like, oh, the less I care, the more fun it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. And that was right. I think the less we cared in some ways the more fun it was those were really fun episodes we've been saying like because we've been going through this ordeal like especially now like they're putting us on we don't really know if the show's picked up they're just like they just keep putting us on the schedule for this weird friday at three o'clock spot oh yeah and like school's out church yes, chills it's, on it's just it's weird but like we're like okay cool we're just gonna do it because we want to get better at it. and then like what i've realized over time and, and getting annoying notes and adjust it this way and maybe don't do that do this you know it's just like this is literally making us more chill i'm like oh that's mm. why we're doing it it was, it was just started off as a silly name and i'm like oh it's making me more chill and i just think of it as cross training like i need to be more chill in many other areas yeah, of my life you gotta worship the altar of yeah. chill through all of this through yeah. annoyance yeah. yeah yeah feel the annoyance the road to chill is paved with annoyance oh yeah yeah that's it. damn joey thank you joey just rolled up in a nice backwood fucking blunt just, uh, just fresh off the factory line still wet yeah <laughs> 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 Yeah, so this this show and doing and turning Church of Chill, which was a like it, it is of like a radio stream show on our very uh, podcast stream, mm-hmm. turning it into this live thing is like really, really, really made us have to have to let go in some ways because yeah. I think what we've had to see it as to even want to keep doing it is um, a new portal for documentary. Yeah, because like that that's what we do. We do documentary, and sometimes we do it in the film medium. In the Shared film experience. Medium. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We do it in the film medium. It's like really precious and like, you know, like we, we the, the capturing of it is very flowy. But then you get back there and you want to present it in a certain way and you're tinkering. And then we do the podcast and there's way less tinkering because you don't have to. And then you do this live stream and you can't tinker. When live people are calling in, you're just in, in the chaos dimension. Yeah. And you're like, how do I fucking bring chillness to this? I mean, there's documentary that's very like cinema verite that's like just capturing the moment. And then I often watch some of these really glossy kind of Netflix things. And I'm like, how many times did you make this motherfucker walk around their garden and look up at the sky? And it's like... B-roll is the worst. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just the worst. And I could just see them being like... Oh, hold on one second. We actually need you to like move this random prop on the desk in front of you, like off to the side, and and this, that, and the other thing. That's why. I mean, when we're doing our thing in in that medium and we're at our best, it looks like nothing. Yeah. You wouldn't even think. You'd be like, "Wait, you guys are the producer and director of this. What are you even doing?" Yeah. And it's like, "Oh no, we just facilitated a moment, and like we're just like letting. We're just kind of going through the garden right now, enjoying the spoils of our riches, whatever the fuck." 
<laughs> planting good seeds. <coughs> it's an interesting thing with the the live stream medium because you know the whole idea of this podcast as a ritual is that mm. we're sharing an experience that's transcending time and space because we're here right yeah. now having a conversation and everyone that's listening to this is participating in one way. Fortunately, unfortunately, it's a little bit omni. It, it's one directional. Um, aside from you know when people send me emails and let me know what they think yeah but um, which is rad which is rad and i you know it's appreciated we're you know i'm trying to do more to build community as we move forward but the live stream i think is is really interesting in that it's this this shared experience but Mm. i i've never been able to really as a participant or viewer tune in because i find it so boring oh i know like any time that i've tried to watch a facebook live or something or even when you guys, um, you guys did the Cam Girl documentary, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, this is cool! Like, there's some weird stuff going on here. Like, let me go." But then try to watch, an and then I try and watch a, like a Cam Girl thing, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" You're like, "Yeah, yeah, but you get to like you have an incredible girlfriend, friends, all this stuff. You live in the hub, New York City, like." You get to see people who inspire you in different ways on a mm. daily basis, on a moment-to-moment basis. But imagine being a little more disconnected oh, totally. and being able to tap into these communities. And that's kind of what I feel like Church of Chill has the potential to be is like this space where you're tapping into other people who just want to listen to music and vibe out and hang out and and like-minded folks that maybe given your geographical location you can't really do that and for us i don't know i've been really compelled by watching live stream but it's more in the form of like you know long conversations but we'll watch it and we'll be like how can we do this better like how can we take this up a notch and make this feel like something so did you ever do chat roulette before it became yeah uh, yeah. like a a minefield of dicks because yeah when it first came out it was so cool like i remember being at a party and we had it on and we were talking to some trucker who was like curled up in the back of his cab someplace and it was really awesome to be able to just connect to people like that mm. and yeah I, I i totally understand that i mean you know that's what was so cool is hearing the recent feedback of the listeners who are like setting aside their own time to engage with these conversations with the podcast with these different things yeah you know um i, I when i like curl up with a book and i have my time to just like be in some author's ideas like there's yeah. this whole spectrum of how we share experiences and it's very chill to also not to know that you can't edit yeah to know that everything is just disappearing as it goes off the press and that's super chill it's just it's just into the ether and it's gone but um becomes about you you become the art you merge with your dream of the thing you know you're sculpting you're you're sculpting and holding space there's there's parts of me that get caught up when after like a podcast or something like a part of me gets caught on like something i said or how i came off or how that's going to be interpreted or how it's going to be seen and it's like oh but that's like so i appreciate this process of self-consciousness because it doesn't make me want to do it less it makes me want to just like all right let me try to do it again and just like hold on less and do it again and hold on a little less you know hold on loosely don't let go yeah and i think there's always uh, like i'm i'm I go very much both ways with that revisiting the thing. Like I'm very, very resistant to recording a lot of my live performances and rituals because from doing improv, I know that like you can watch an improv show and it's so funny. Mm. And then you see a videotape of it and it's like it 
you suddenly see all the things that you forgot because you your memory cleans up the experience and kind of remembers the highs and gets rid of the lows and and puts mm-hmm. it into a nice package. So I don't want to have this ritual that everyone was like, that felt so cool. And then it's like, here's the videotape. And everyone's like, oh, mm. that felt like so janky and awkward, actually. Like, never mind. <laughs> but then on the opposite, there's definitely been podcasts where I was like, man, I did not feel like I was at my best. That conversation kind of got away from me. I don't know what I'm going to do with this. And I listened to the episode a week later and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. The guest was so articulate. The, the conversation went in a really cool direction and it's like mm. nice to have that other experience. Yeah, that, that's usually the case. It's like a lot better um, when you're putting it out than it felt doing it. Yeah. And when stuff. you can revisit it, it's you're not, you're hearing the actual thing again, not your just imagination of how it sounded, which can get built yeah. up. And that's what Ramin, you know, who you introduced us, introduced us to. The lovely and wonderful Ramin Nazer. Yes. Yes. yes, he has a wonderful thing that's like, if a five minute conversation is uh, a cloud around you all week, like maybe you're the problem, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a five minute exchange, that sort of thing. Yeah. You and him get down to some real shit. That's I love remaining. Oh yeah. I mean, he's the, he's the Ziggy comics of our time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit. It's like Ziggy crossed with a DMT elf. Yeah. You can listen to my episode with Ramin Nazer at, this podcast is a ritual <laughs> or no soundcloud.com slash this podcast is a ritual where it's the one, what is it called? How to make art for the future or something like that. Anyways. Ooh. Cool. Yeah. I bet that's awesome. I'm um, just trying to hyperlink inside the podcast. We've done a few with him as well. Oh, People yeah. People really dug him. Yeah, check out the Very Ape. We're, we're in the same shared cinematic podcast universe. Yeah, so. the Mind Pod universe. The Mind Pod universe. Whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> it's spinning out of control. Well, I think in the interest of chillness and also moving on to record an episode of your podcast. The Verrier Podcast, starring Sean and Cass. Let's talk about what our magic spell is going to be today. Oh. How to chill. How to chill. Words of wisdom. Mm. I want you two to come up with this collaboratively. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to chill. I think I want you guys to. I think this this is what's beautiful about this ritual is it's very easy to do. Yeah. Uh, you will do it probably when you get home or if you're already home. You look at your room and you say, how can I make the lights chiller? Are there any candles I can light? Is there anything that I can do to clean up a little, make it feel special so you can really let go? Just, you know, check out your nest, right? Yeah. And then what, I mean... Then spark one up and dance the night away. What about music? You got to do the different senses. What? How do you, uh, what you please your senses with the worlds of chill? Well, yeah, you have to find the right fucking music, but everybody's got to experience that for themselves. That's very important. Music, lights, camera, action. Practice it on yourself, then practice it with your lover. Mm-hmm. I would also say, since this is the holiday season a great uh, ritual that people should take forward the tradition of getting high with your cousin at the holidays or your uncle or maybe initiating somebody from the family. I think that uh, it is incumbent on us. 13 plus. 13 plus (laughs) to spread the gospel. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. That's the cutoff. 13. uh, Yeah, right. I'm going to disagree with that. Imagine you're 13 and you met Sean and Cass at a family party. And you could smell something that you thought smelled like a skunk or something weird. I am the <laughs> oldest of uh, five boys, and I think I'm, I'm quite confident 
that it's an unbroken initiatory tradition where my brother got high with me for the first time and then the brother below that got high with oh, okay. that brother for the first time. That's and, way and what yeah. age was the... Um, I'm going to say 13 plus. Yeah, right? Yeah. I think that's that's, that's a what's pretty, up. That's a pretty good cutoff. I have, a, I have a feeling that most people, if not every single person listening to your podcast in particular, is very chill already. Yeah, yeah. They don't need much help from our ritual. No, but we're students. We always say this. We're students, but we're all of, students the of the chill. So let's all uh, chill Dim together. the lights, yeah. turn on some tunes, and get a 13 year old high. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for chilling, guys. Thank you for more on drugs. Join us on the Very A podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Devin. This is fun. For more of Sean and Cass's work, visit veryape.com or veryape.tv, something like that. And you can check out their podcast, Very Ape, on whatever podcast platform you normally listen to. Uh, My newest episode with them will be out soon or now, depending on when you're listening. And you can even go back through their archives and find the several conversations we've done over the years, which give a nice timeline of my own progression on the wizard path and the way that our friendship and rapport has deepened since they first invited me on many years ago. And for more of this podcast as a ritual, as always, you can become a full participant in this conversation magic that we're working together at patreon.com slash this podcast is a ritual where a donation as small as $4.20 helps us move forward towards our next major gateway, the 420 gateway, which will open up new dimensions of possibility for our humble little podcast ritual. So until next time, I'm Devin Person, your wizard, saying I hope you have a very chill day, night, week, whatever. I believe in you. Your magic is real.